Hello, friends. This is Alan Kirshner from Eschatos Ministries. The impact of Bible Prophecy Daily has exceeded our expectations, with regular listeners downloading all over the world. If you are finding value in these podcasts as they help you prepare for our Lord's return, would you consider giving to Eschatos Ministries? Simply click the support button in the corner of the podcast website at BibleProphecyDaily.com. Your support will help us maintain the delivery of this daily one-of-a-kind podcast. Thank you. You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hey, hey, this is Marquis Laughlin, and I'm your host uh, for this week's edition of the Bible Prophecy Daily Podcast. And um, hey, we're getting into Christmas time, and we're uh, uh, looking around and listening to all these sermons about uh, the Christmas event, hopefully, um, and uh, trying to reflect on that and understand the events that are going on in our world prophetically. I know you are looking for understanding. One of the best places to understand um, Bible prophecy and what God is doing now, what he's about to do, is to look at what he did uh, during the Christmas story. I mean, we have the fulfillment of Bible prophecies that were hundreds of years old. Examples of them, we have the way people reacted. We had the conditions at the time. We have a lot of things that we can learn. I've I've been studying the Christmas story. I presented dramatically. Um, it's about uh, runs about 20 minutes from the scriptures, and I just pieced all together all of the scriptures that tell this the various aspects of the the coming of Christ, his his advent, being born in human likeness as a baby. It just it's incredible, and yet it's true and it happened. It's miraculous. Um, so what we're going to do today, I'm going to try to look at. Uh, a few things that we can glean from the Christmas story um, that are cautionary tales of how maybe we may want to not think or what we might want to have our focus on as we look at uh, Scripture and expect to see God fulfilling it. So great lessons to be learned about eschatology from this uh, uh, this season as we examine Christmas. And I always tell people, it's Christmas time. This is the best time to be sharing with others about Bible prophecy because we have such a flagrant, the most obvious, the most comprehensive number of prophecies fulfilled in Christ's coming as we tell this story. So uh, let's get on with it. Hey, you know, there are a lot of characters in the Christmas story. Uh, a lot of fascinating people, but as we look at the ways that uh, they were affected and the times, the general vibe of the era, you got to remember we're uh, uh, the people were really crying out. They hadn't heard from God in uh, really about four hundred years since uh, uh, God spoke to Malachi, uh, the prophet, and that was the last they had heard really. Uh, from him, and the last words were, "Hey, I'm going to send my messenger ahead of you," um, and uh, that'll be a clue. 
And so for about 400 years, they, they had been waiting for something to happen. And there was a tremendous amount of buzz around this time because of their oppressors. Uh, the Roman Empire was ruling at the time, and Israel wasn't uh, in charge of, of Jerusalem and of Israel. So they were, they were being oppressed by uh, uh, the world government at the time, kind of the, it'd be as if the, the UN had taken over their country and was deciding what they, they get to do. And of course that they, they believed in all kinds of gods and Zeus, and they believed that, uh, their, their, uh, Caesar was a God. So, uh, it, it was not, um, uh, a, a bunch of Gentile believers. They were literally the the purest saying of the Gentiles that were were following other gods. So there was a tremendous amount of buzz, and th- that was one of the reasons the oppression, the the people feeling oppressed and waiting for the promise of God for the Messiah. So um, there were all kinds of scriptures that indicated that that timing was near. Uh, uh, and I'll, I'll go into that in more detail so as we get into the, some of the characters that actually um, were. Um, right on time and understood the times that they were in and the seasons. I I really find it fascinating that Jesus reprimanded the Pharisees of his day because they did not understand the seasons. They could not read the seasons. And we'll we'll talk about that a little later on because we have a few characters in this Christmas story that actually could read the seasons and were commended for it and were invited to be a part of what God was doing. So number one, there was buzz. In other words, God had uh, told people enough that they knew the time was near. There was a general sense of this is coming. And as we get into the details of that, it's kind of like the details of today. Uh, We have a general sense. Everybody knows that it's coming. We can sense that the time is near, that Jesus's return is coming near. And we have a variety of scriptures to go to that would indicate that. Um, But there are also more specific scriptures that if you know and understand, you can look a little closer and really get a, a much better feel for the season we're in and the timing of things. And the, the same is true of the first coming. Uh, number two uh, on my list of, of, of similarities or things we could learn from the first uh, coming of Jesus, the Christmas story, was that the enemy was not unaware of it. Now, I, I find this um, pretty fascinating because um, Satan has, has been given the uh, the death sentence back in Genesis 3. He's told that uh, the Messiah is going to crush the seed of the woman is going to crush his head. So he's been after the seed of the woman for a while. Uh, obviously, he went after Moses at birth. Um, and, of course, he is going after Jesus at birth. Um, he is not unaware that uh, Messiah, who is going to defeat him, is going to be coming through the line, this this woman's lineage. So he was not aware of it. So uh, he, he not only had Roman the Roman Empire in place controlling uh, Jerusalem so that uh, no Messiah could rise up and take the land and rule and reign from there as predicted. And he had Herod in place. Herod was a particularly evil man, uh, really a maniac. Uh, he, he, uh, he viewed all of the world and everybody in it as being for him something made just for him and he would kill anybody who got in his way including relatives and friends so uh, this was really a, a kind of a, a 
a, a bad guy, uh, uh, an extra bad guy that happened to be uh, locally uh, ruling and reigning. So uh, it, Satan kind of had double coverage on this one. He was really ready. Um, number three, and, and I guess that, that kind of goes to show you how as we're waiting for, for Christ's second uh, coming, his return, we can sense the enemy preparing, um, preparing a world government, preparing uh, the mark of the beast, the, preparing the artificial intelligence that the Antichrist will probably use to control the world and uh, one world currency, digitizing everything, taking away freedoms, privacy, all of that, the persecution of the saints, the, the throwing down of the truth, this is because we have corrupt leaders put in place um, by uh, satanic forces uh, the, to get ready uh, to battle the king of kings. He Basically, they sense that he's coming. They know the time is drawing near, and they're, drawing, they're getting ready. So, so there was buzz. Then the enemy was not aware of it, was not unaware of it. So uh, you have the enemy getting ready. And then number three, I'm amazed at how much great information God gave folks about the details. Now, think about this. You had teachers of the law and the chief priests. They had the, the scriptures, the first five books of the law, and they had the, many of the prophets. Most of what most of our Old Testament they had right there in front of them to be able to scour. They knew the when Herod asked the, 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 uh, the teachers of the law and the chief priests, where is the Messiah to be born? They said in Bethlehem. And it, so they knew where he was supposed to be born because it was in the scriptures. They knew tons of scripture about this promised Messiah, and they taught that to the people. So that that's the teachers of the law and the chief priests. But you also had people like um, Simeon. Simeon, walking in the Spirit, uh, the Lord had told him that he was going to, he was waiting for the Messiah. Obviously, he was a super fan because he he knew that the Holy Spirit had told him that he would not die before he saw the Messiah, the Christ. And the, the Spirit led him into the temple, and he looked over and saw Mary and Joseph um, uh, uh, dedicating baby Jesus, bringing him up to the temple. And he knew that was the Messiah, and he held him up, and he said, Okay, now I can... Now I can uh, rest with my fathers. I can die because I've my eyes have seen the Christ. What a what an amazing story of walking in the Spirit, and uh, allowing God to tell you and show you uh, something miraculous, and how few people, when He said that, understood who this baby was. Really, uh, just an amazing thing. Um, uh, look at the wise men, uh, probably the most amazing example, uh, and I think underestimated example of how God can show people what is going on. You've got three wise men, they're from the east. It's said they may have traveled months, uh, several hundred, if not thousand miles, to get to uh, Judea. Uh, so they were traveling with some pretty valuable stuff. Obviously, they had a sizable entourage just to defend and hold on to their riches and not get mugged along the way. Very uh, dangerous journey. And these guys were pretty smart because they, they figured out, they didn't just figure out that Jesus the Messiah was coming. They figured out when he was coming and they figured out where 
he was coming. I mean, so they knew where he's going to be born and they knew the time. So these are fascinating things to know. So they didn't just know the season that we're about to go into another age and God is this big picture of what God's doing. They understood that from reading creation, all creation uh, screams God's glory. The heavens declare his handiwork. At that time, you got to remember, they could look at the stars. They, they could read the stars like a, a calendar and see that this is where we are on God's timeline. They had, uh, we look at a graph and we think, where is it there? But they were able to look at the stars in the heavens and they understood because the scriptures say that that story is there. David knew it was there. Peter knew it was there. All of these different Bible characters understood what God was doing based on creation and the stars. So they had a, they had a timeline that they could see clearly. They understood that led them to, and they had angelic assistance uh, with, with a great star that led them over the place where Jesus was born. So amazing information for people. And these were Gentiles. They did. They were Gentiles. These were, you know, uh, you, you got to respect their fear of God that God said, let me just grab you three all the way over here. You're not even in Israelite. You're not even anywhere near Israel. And I'm going to show you what I'm up to and draw you near. And and I, I look at that and I'm, I'm, um, I'm inspired by it because God is no respecter of persons. And he can reach out and show any of us anything at any time. And everything we know is just through God's grace and mercy. So it's such a blessing when I see that. I think, okay, there's hope for everybody at any time but think of how much they knew that we don't know now i you know i'd love to these are three guys i'd like to sit down and talk to because they could tell me a few things about what is happening right now and how they know it and how they knew what was happening back then these guys were uh, they get an a plus on their bible prophecy uh, uh exam uh, in my opinion, they nailed it. So and they brought the incense, the, the myrrh, the frankincense, and the, the gold. I mean, think about it. They, they, they had it down. They knew who this was. They weren't kind of right. They were all the way right. Pretty cool. So first of all, there was buzz. Second, the enemy is not aware of what God is doing. He's preparing to. And third, God gives us great information about the details. So those are three things right away we can see that are similar to uh, what we're involved in today. When God is going to do something major and miraculous, these are kind of common denominators. Now, the fourth thing, and, and I really, I really want to put an emphasis on this, is that Christ didn't just show up in a willy-nilly, anytime fashion. He was born on the exact day, the exact hour, the exact month, the exact year God had planned before the beginning of time. There is no happenstance about it. He couldn't have come a day earlier or a day later. Everything, uh, I love how, um, I love how uh, Hebrews puts it, um, that in the fullness of time, God's uh, son 
came into the world at just the right time to save us. Now, uh, 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 this this verse 1 through 3 Hebrews, it says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. See, the world was created through Jesus. God created the world through Jesus. He created everything that was going to happen in advance. Every deed we were going to do, every deed his son was going to do. And I love it says, but in these last days, he has spoken us to us by his son. The last days, as, as soon as the son came into the world, as soon as Christmas happened, the, the original real Christmas happened, we were, we were in the last days. God's grace was going to all mankind, which was the fulfillment of the promise from Abraham. I'm not just going to bless you. All nations on earth will be blessed through you. We were in that part of the story. I just love it. It's amazing. It, it's God has an exact time for everything. I mean, we see it in Elizabeth, uh, Zechariah's wife. She, she can't have a baby and she's praying for it. And then at the exact time that God declared, remember he had already predicted, I'm going to send my messenger ahead of you. That's the last thing they heard. Then boom, she gets pregnant with a baby. And the angel comes and tells her, this is going to be the guy who we already told you is going to go ahead of Jesus to prepare the way. Um, and so it's a fulfillment of an exact prophecy. And of course, the same angel goes to Mary and says, hey, you're going to have a son too. He's going to be Jesus, the Messiah. The same angel goes to uh goes to uh, 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 Joseph, her betrothed husband, and tells him, this is God with us. This, he's going to save his people from his, from his sin, from, from their sins. You're, you're, you know, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The whole situation has a perfection of God's exactness on it. Um, everybody was born exactly when they were supposed to be born. Um, there's a decree that goes out and, uh, uh, the whole Roman empire has got to be registered. So what do you know? Guess what? They've got to go to Bethlehem where, where Jesus is supposed to be born according to the prophets. So it's just amazing how exact, how everything God said is happening down to the T. How you're not you're not looking back and going, oh, that was symbolic. Uh, a virgin gave birth to is going to conceive. Uh, you know, when I read that verse, I I just knew it wasn't literal. I mean, I think I think how many people probably thought that 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 was a symbolic verse that they read from a prophet until it actually took place. You know, and and I think a lot of times we we just um, kind of water down God's word because we, we if we don't understand it, then we don't take it literally, um, or we assume it's not literal, or we assume God didn't really mean what He said. He might a kind of meant it, but because I can't see how that could happen, then it can't happen, and and that that is the cautionary tale, I think about this and the exactness of how God, think about the, those wise men knew exactly when Jesus was born 
and they were hundreds if not thousands of miles away some say 1500 2000 miles away it was a way it was a long walk let's put it that way so pretty amazing it's pretty amazing uh now the fifth one uh we we've we talked about there being buzz that's number one number two was that the we know that the enemy was not aware of was was not unaware so it's like now we there's buzz the enemy is not unaware they're planning and god has given us great information just like he gave the people in jesus's at jesus's birth great information about the details and then number four is that god isn't willy-nilly he's going to fulfill exact exactly what he said he was going to do in the exact time period it can't just be you know, you hear the people say, Jesus can come at any time. No, he can't. He is going to come exactly when the Father has planned before the creation of the world. Everything that has happened is happening because God the Father planned it. He's sovereign. He he has a the perfect plan. It's not there there are there aren't fifty ways to do it perfectly. There's God's way that it's going to get done perfectly. And he knows what that is. So he can't just, it's not a willy-nilly thing. It's not fuzzy. So number five is um, that what most people thought about uh, Jesus's coming into the world the first time turned out to be incorrect. In other words, uh, people were looking for a um, political ruler uh, to come and he didn't. They were looking for a, a a man of war that was going to defeat the uh, Roman uh, armies and generals and government and take over Jerusalem and rule and reign. Um, and that's not what happened. Uh, they certainly weren't looking for a baby lying in a manger. Um, they were assuming, hey, our Messiah could come back in a regal robe uh, surrounded by army angelic armies and riding on a white horse and eh, eh, eh. you know so god is always full of surprises and and there was there was nobody was bragging about how they nailed it um they were all just humbled in awe of god fulfilling his word and i think that's that's kind of the attitude that we we should have uh, more of um i get frustrated sometimes because i'll i'll be listening to some of the popular uh, Bible teachers teaching, uh, oh, God's going to come back at any time. And, um, you know, we're going to be raptured out of here. And then all this stuff's going to happen. And um, I'm a little frustrated because I, I see that we, we may have to go through a lot more things than that. And I'm just so aware of uh, Jesus, Jesus's admonition for us to watch and be careful that no one deceives us. Um, and it, it just kind of cements this final thought I have about m what most people thought or how they saw it happening turned out to be incorrect. And if that's true, and it's certainly, uh, I think Jesus is putting an emphasis on that for our generation, the generation that sees his return, uh, that most people will not, um, will not have it right, will not under, know what's going on. They're going to be caught unawares. They're going to be deceived. The deception is going to be very high. Then we could probably look around and think that if most people um, have this particular view of what God's going to do, it's probably not the right one. There's a good chance you need to be Berean 
and uh, go back and check the scriptures to make sure that that actually holds up a little bit. So it, it, it's a good chance that uh, God might have, or the enemy might have faked a lot of us out because I, I sincerely believe they're going to be probably just a couple wise men. Daniel says, those who are wise will lead many to righteousness. There will be a few wise people who will be saying, hey, God's doing this. He said he's going to do it um, and stick into the script. And uh, there'll be a lot of people that aren't, that have some tang tangents uh, going on. So that's my uh, care, uh, my burden. Um, so uh, just pray this Christmas season as we tell this story, as you tell this story um, with your family. I just pray that you would take the time to, to uh, marvel at God fulfilling his word, because that is the, you know, that's God's um, resume. And he's already done it once. We have all of these events that are just in Christ's birth that uh, reveal that God is in absolute control and totally sovereign. And that he is more than capable of having Jesus return and do the rest of what he said. So I just think it's a tremendous opportunity to have um, to inspire or encourage your family and your friends because you're telling this Christmas story and you're sharing it. This is what Christmas is all about. The marvel of Christmas is that God has come in the flesh to save the world. Um, and the proof is in the pudding. The proof is the fact that he He called it and he did it. That You know, that that is... That is our biggest example of fulfilled prophecy to marvel at um, so that we put our faith in the rest of what God has said and what he has done. So that's my prayer for you and your family. I will see you next time here on the Bible Prophecy Daily Podcast. God bless. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.